Cause of forehead. Help me, Catherine. Pray for me. Lord, have mercy. Mine's, yeah, mine's 6.8. That's right. Mine's, mine's pretty big. I have a pretty big old brain. They had to have a big old helmet to put my brain in. They had to give me a big old cranium up there. Somebody say, praise God. Praise God. Let's see. Oh, we got the Bible down here. Y'all ready to tuck in and get some word? You ready? Margie said she's ready. Shut up and preach. Amen. Do you hear that? I heard that in the Spirit. She was talking to me in the Holy Ghost. Shut up and preach, Kevin. You're meandering around. Like the meandering river there as they crossed the Rubicon and they defeated Rome. And because it meanders. Everybody say it meanders. The river became a term that we use. Lord, I'm just a dictionary today. Lord, help us. Somebody say amen. Well, I'm going to put on this other mic here. This clip-on. Everybody say clip-on. Hang on. And Jesus will be with you. Hello, Miss Holly. How are you? God love you. That baby boy of yours is gorgeous. Amen. It just makes me happy. See, they said the baby was going to be have problems. Maybe not be born. But God said, no. They're just practicing and I'm the great physician. Everybody say, he's the great physician. He had his say-so in the matter, Matthew. No wonder you want to represent him. I, would, I wanted to, too. I said, how could I turn Jesus down? I didn't ask to be called to preach. God called me. I sat on it for a while and I said, how, how can I tell Jesus no after He saved me? How, how can I do that? And I said, Lord, there's a lot better picks out there. I said, I don't even talk good. And I said, I can't imagine standing up in front of people. I'm like Moses. There I was reading in Exodus in the third chapter. And Moses offered up the excuse of having a slow tongue. I said, see God, I'm like him. God said, keep reading and shut up. I kept on reading. He said, certainly, I, the Lord God, shall be with you. He said, I'm going to show people, even if they stumble around in their language, that I can still anoint them. Somebody say, praise God. Now here it comes. I'm about to sit down. Margie's going to say, praise God when I do. Go ahead, Margie. Seventeen, my least favorite book in the Bible. I tried to read the Bible, not knowing what I was doing, so I started in Genesis. I said that's pretty good. Then I read Exodus, and I said that's not bad either. Then I got to Leviticus. Ugh. I said what an awful book. I quit reading it. Everybody reads the Bible through in a year. I never have. I never, I never was that, that dedicated or that disciplined. I just go wherever the Holy Ghost tells me to go. I try to read as much as I can wherever He leads me. I've never tried to systematically go through the Bible. People say, I read the Bible in a year. I said, I ain't read it in 20 years. Praise God. And you said, oh no, Brother Kevin, you ain't read the whole Bible. I said, I don't want to be a liar. But I said, I have followed what the Holy Ghost told me to read. And God would tell me, read over here, read over there. Check this out, check that out. Somebody say, praise God. Leviticus. We got a little something to say here. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. Everybody say, the life of the flesh is in the blood. The life is in the blood. Take your blood out of you and we ain't got no more you. You need those fluids running around. 
The Bible said the more your, your brain is nourished and hydrated, the better you'll think. The first time I heard that, I didn't like it because I'd been called a waterhead before. <laughs> and I didn't know it was a compliment to have a hydrated brain. Praise God. I think God poured in an extra quart last night when I was sleeping. That's why I woke up so happy. And I have given it to you. I have given the life that's in the blood. I've given it, understood pronoun. I've given it the life of the blood unto you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement. Everybody say atonement. And we were atoned, in other words, our sins were paid for by the death of Jesus Christ. How many believe that? Now if you break down that big old word atonement, it means at one moment. Everybody say, at one moment. When Jesus bowed His head and gave up the ghost, it was all paid for. For time and eternity. Everything past, everything present, and here's the big one, everything future. You know, as far as in the mind of God, you're already forgiven of your sins. He's just waiting on you to repent. It's already paid for. You just got to cash in. God's attitude is, is I, I'm here to forgive you. I'm not here to condemn you. That administration is gone. I'm not here to judge you or set you down. I'm here to bless you and have mercy on your unrighteousness. I'm here to have mercy. If we confess our sins to Him, He's faithful and just. He doesn't have to go do anything. He's already done everything that needed to be done at that one moment on the cross when God laid on Him the iniquity of us all. Hebrews chapter 2. Now, it wasn't true this morning at my house. Diane brewed the coffee. She brewed the coffee. But we're going to go to Hebrews because God is prophesying to him. He's telling me to keep up. <laughs> Can we be happy? I mean, he's happy. Now, if you don't get happy, I'm going to stand back up and start speaking in tongues and walking around. <laughs> Glory to God. Praise God. <laughs> uh, Hebrews chapter 2. Now remember the life is in the blood and by the life that's in the blood I gave this to you on the altar as an atonement. The altar of the living God. Hebrews said the altar that was in heaven because the one that was on the earth was made after the image of the one that's in heaven. That's where Jesus appeared in the eternal spirit before the Father to give us forgiveness. So when he sees me, Lamb, Lynn sang it this Sunday when I was up in Virginia. I asked her to sing it and she sings it when I'm not here just to break my heart. But she sang it. It is beautiful. They can't nobody sing it like her. I can pull it up on YouTube and I, I've looked up Lynn Wilson when he sees me. Lynn Wilson when he sees me. Nope, not in there. I said, well, I don't want to hear it because nobody sing it as pretty as she does. First time I ever heard it, she sang it. I can't, think, I can't do anything but think of her and her spirit when God... How many's like that? If I learn something from somebody, like a soft answer turns away wrath, that's Pastor Scott. And a big mouth will get you in trouble, that's Pastor Kevin. I mean, a bold someone... Wasn't nobody willing to fight till I got there, and I said, well, we'll just hang on for a minute. Let's get things stirred up. Somebody say, praise God. Praise God. All right. Hebrews 2.10. If you're there, say, I'm there. All right, Kyle. For it became Him. No, let's jump back to verse 9. But we see Jesus, not angels, Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that He, by the grace of God, that's how He did it, how are you going to do it? To taste death for every man. He did it by the grace of God. How do you tolerate everybody's opinions and attitudes and everything they throw on you? By the grace of God. It's only by the grace of God that I can put back out life when everybody blames me for what's wrong. And anyone who doesn't like what I'm preaching, they really have a control problem. 
They're going to blame it on something I said, but really things aren't going the way they want, so they leave me and say, well, he said this in a sermon. I know. I say many such things. Somebody say, praise God. For it became Him for whom are all things, and by whom, Jesus Christ by the way, are all things, and bringing many sons, raise your hand and say many sons. That's you women too. We're all sons of God, whether you be male or female. Now God gives you a special provision. He knows you're a woman and He's going to love you like a woman. Praise God. He, he knows what He made when He made uh, Miss Adam, when He took her out of His side, when He made Mrs. Adam. Her first identity was His name. Everybody say, mm-hmm. That's why you ladies to this day, if you know what you're talking about, you drop your maiden name and you take on the name of your husband because now you're bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. And if he gets out of the way, you can knock him in the head and say, straighten up, boy. Is that right, Michelle? Am I close to the truth? He's close. Somebody said, you can get nearer if you want to. I'll leave your room. And bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain Jesus of their salvation. Perfect. Oh, ouch. Perfect through what? Ouch. Ouch. I'd rather not suffer anything. Well, you're not going to learn nothing. But if we suffer with Him, He's also promised we can reign with Him. So don't be surprised if everybody in this world don't like the fact that you're born again and washed in the blood and whoo, filled with the Holy Ghost and you're a practicing believer. Mm. Saying... Verse 11, For both he that sanctifieth, that's God in me, and they who are sanctified, that's us, are all of one, and that is God, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Everybody say, Jesus is not ashamed of me. Neither will I be ashamed of him or his words. Say amen. People ask me before, so you're a Christian, what are you doing in here? I said, it's because I'm a Christian I'm in here. I said, i got to find sinners somewhere. Glory to God. I said, don't get upset. I'm just here to show you love. Don't get mad. Praise God. I said, I'm not taking up an offering. Back off. Let me preach a little bit. Saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. Yes, thank you, Jesus. His name is Jesus, and he's changed my name. In the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. And again I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I, not just Jesus, but I and, everybody say inclusion. He included us, Carmen. He said we're on his team. Amen. We're playing on his side. Next time something breaks out in church or with a Christian, whose side are you on? I'm on the one side that I started out with before there was a problem. I'm on the side of Jesus, period. No, I mean between him or her. I said, there is no other side than his side. Hush. We're going to try to do it his way. And his way is forgiveness, by the way. If you want to do it some other way, then you're out of the way. But I believe he's the way. Everybody say he's the way. little play on words there, but I like it. Look at it, for as much then. And again, I will put my trust in him, and again, behold, I and the children which God hath given me. For as much then, here it is, key verse. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise, not the whole of the same, only part of the same. He took our flesh and our bones but He did not take our blood. Our blood was dead blood. Our blood was sinful blood. You know a little bit about anatomy, and I know just enough to be dangerous. I know just enough to be in the operating room until the surgeons and those that are really qualified said, Who let him in here? <laughs> oh, pray, praise God. That the X and the Y chromosomes come together when you love each other and you create a child. But the blood cell comes from the man. Don't come from the woman. Now intuition and real godly love comes from the woman. But the blood, the life comes from the man. And by the way, see, let's see, Mary was a virgin, right? Everybody say right. Which means she didn't have an earthly daddy. 
Which means the one who overshadowed her was God. God being her father. God planted His word in her womb without a sex act. Therefore, the blood cell that made Jesus live was the blood cell of God Almighty. That's right, get used to it. Some of you have never considered this. It wasn't just the blood of another man. It wasn't the mailman. It wasn't the milkman. It wasn't what all the sinners said. Because you know, they said Jesus was illegitimate. Even though He went about and got His papers from Rome and it was proven during the time of the taxation that Jesus was the son of Joseph and Mary. They had all the right paperwork, and then they went all the way to Jerusalem to offer their turtle doves for her, her sins. Those of you who believe she had an immaculate conception, she didn't. She had to offer a sin offering. And she got papers from the high priest that also said Jesus was the son of Joseph and Mary. But that was just the paperwork down here. Everybody say the paperwork. So they had the right paperwork. If you challenged them and took them to the law, they could prove you a liar and wrong. But the truth was, God was the father of Jesus, and He had spoke His word into a virgin womb, and that womb became a body. So He took on part, not the whole, our flesh and our bones, But what was in Him was the blood of the eternal Spirit. Say that with me. The blood of Jesus was the blood of the eternal Spirit. And I gave this life in the blood, I gave it to you to pour on the altar for an atonement for your sin because the life is in the blood. Now His life, what came out of that blood was eternal life. It was the eternal Spirit. Can y'all say amen with me? Look at me and smile. Prove you brushed your teeth. I see people anymore. I said, why are your teeth cold? My teeth ain't cold. I said, why do you dress them up with that yellow sweater then? That'll take a moment, but let that set in. Look at it. For as much then as the children, that he became like unto one of us, and now we're becoming like unto one of him, are partakers of flesh and blood. He also likewise only took part of what we were as a whole. That through that of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is... Now why is that in a lowercase d? Because that is an energy, it is, a, a, I think, a helping verb. Is that what we call it, Lynn? Lynn's our teacher. She's got on the eyeglasses. She's also a librarian. But she's our teacher of uh, school and scholastics. And, you know, uh, I think that's a helping pronoun. So that means someone who does evil. How many can say that God's keeping me from my own evil? I love it when people say, well, he talked him into it. I said, well, I talked me into it before I went along with it. He's a grown man. How much could you talk him into it? You made your own decision to go do what you were doing wrong. Somebody say amen. Because you followed the evil in your heart instead of following the Lord, the devil. And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Because Jesus abolished death and I'm going to follow Him in His footsteps and I'm going to be born out of death the same way I was born out of the death of sin through the new birth down here. Somebody say praise God. Can we say amen? It's good preaching. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed, the, the, the line, the mentality of faith, the seed of Abraham. Praise God. Of whom Abraham is called a father. Here's Jesus modeling himself as a son of Abraham. More, more specifically, like the foreshadowing, Isaac himself, who just lived by promise and blessing. And Isaac didn't hate O Ishmael, He spent the majority of the first part of his life down there with Ishmael. And everybody's saying, he's a Muslim. God loves Muslims just like he loves Christians. Somebody say amen. See, God loves everybody. Whether yellow, black, or white, we are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. 
How many feels good? It's okay? Smile. It's all right. Crack some skin on your face. It's all right. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham, wherefore in all things it behooved him. Next time you want to feel important, say, it behooves me. In other words, it moves me. I'm behooved. Every time I hear that word, I can see somebody drinking a small tea glass with their pinky out. Oh, it behooves us here at the bridge club. <laughs> Don't be ashamed of me or my chains, son. I'm the prisoner of Jesus Christ, praise God. Some people say, I can't believe I learned from him, but they have. Listen, wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things that pertain to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. This is all good news. This is all happy news. It's good stuff. Praise God. Unless you'd rather hear me weave a whip and whip some of you with warnings from God. I've got to clean the deck. My shipmates are not behaving right. I'm afraid there'll be a mutiny at New Testament Church of the Firstborn. No, I feel like we're smooth sailing. We're enjoying one another. We're loving one another. And there's no schism in the body. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to succor. We don't use that word anymore. Succor. Everybody say succor. That's worth looking up. It means to help, aid, or relieve. To be there in the time of trouble. And he did say he'd be a very present help in the time of need and trouble. So he's able to succor. It feels like God wraps His arms around me when I say that word. The everlasting arms underneath me and around me. And now, jump, jump, jump to Hebrews chapter 9. Praise God. Zyra Rose. <laughs> That's right, I'm watching you. Hey, Zyra. <laughs> Little Bentley would come in here he was rambunctious. He'd come in here and he'd just see what he could get away with. He'd run around, he'd look at me, go touch this and go touch that. So I started going. And he'd sit back there with Janice and he'd go, watching you. <laughs> okay, Hebrews chapter 9. What about this Jesus, verse 11? This chapter starts out about the service of the priesthood, ordinances, what they did in the tabernacle, what they did out in the outer court, the inner court, what they did in the holy place, and then once a year, what they do on the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, and what benefits it rendered to the nation that would come to be cleansed by their ministry. Well, it talks about all that, but verse 8, look at verse 8. While all that was instituted, the Holy Ghost, this signifying, when they went into the Holy of Holies, when they went through the holy place, when they went through the inner court, when they came through the outer court, when they passed through the eastern gate to go up to the steps, and by the way, there were 27 steps up to the holy place and the holy of holies. Three times nine. <laughs> That's important, but not today. What were they doing? The Bible said while all that was set up, while they were serving in the shadow of that, it wasn't the real thing. It wasn't the real thing. The Holy Ghost, this signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest, while as the first tabernacle was yet Standing Now, yes, it was a figure for the time then present in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect. See, you could offer your animal and still go out and feel very condemned in your heart. It never took away your guilt. Even though the priesthood said, that's going to cost you a couple bullocks, a couple turtle doves, uh, maybe a dog or a cat. No, 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 not, not your pets. Uh, 
just some goats and some things like that. Some uh, uh, maybe a big old red heifer. Uh, we got to bring him in here. It's going to cost you some of your livestock. Now that used to be a person's wealth. Their wealth was enumerated in how many beasts they owned. So a beast would have to be killed instead of their life for their sin. Is that okay with everybody? Could not make him perfect as pertaining to the conscience, which stood only in meats and drinks and divers washings and cardinal ordinances, imposed on them. Everybody say imposed. Have you ever had somebody impose on you? You didn't want to, but they just uh, made themselves make you take care of them in that moment, at that time. You were completely unannounced, unaware, unplanned for, and they went ahead and imposed on you. Kind of like when pastor comes by for a visit. I said, really, I impose upon you. Let me come in. By the way, what are y'all eating tonight? Oh, glory to God. You know, if you go out witnessing, if you call somebody and ask to come, they'll never let you come. See, if you call ahead of time, you've never been witnessing. You don't know what you're doing. Because they won't let you come. It'll be next, next week, and then next week's next month, and next month is uh, next year, and then next year's next fall. It ain't ever going to happen. So uh, I just ring the doorbell, and they open the door, and I say, In such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Sometimes I take Brent with me, and he runs back to the car. Somebody say, praise God. We went out witnessed with this one fella. He was green, 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 green. We went up there and knocked on the door. Nobody had come to the door, and he'd already walked around the side of the house, was playing with the dogs in the fence. I said, boy, get in the car. We didn't come to pet the dogs. We came to see, see the people. Praise God. Get in the car. Somebody say amen. But Christ, come a high priest, being come. He became a high priest. The same way you become what God wants you to be by the grace of God and by the Holy Ghost. Being come a high priest of good things to come by a greater and a more perfect tabernacle. That was to say his body. Not made with hands, this is to say not of this building. Not constructed by man, but constructed and put together by God. And God is the maker of all things. He's the contractor of everybody's life. Everybody looks the way they do. Stop blaming your mom and dad. God made you look like that. Praise God. Stop thanking your mom and dad. God, God made me look like this. Somebody say amen. God did it. That's right. I'm the handiwork of the Most High. Glory to God. God said, get my chisel out. I want to make a Da Vinci. No, I'm going to call him Kevin. That one didn't come out just right. Just call him Kevin. Somebody say praise God. Not, not of this building. Neither by, unlike the priesthood of Levi, Aaron and his ilk, all his gang, his bunch, you know, Finney Haas, and, uh, Nadab and Abihu. And there's another one, Brent. Let's see, this is a Bible. I've named three of them. Help me out. I need number four. Come on, Finney Haas, there was uh, Nate, huh? Uh, no, no, those are, those are Eli's. Good, good, good guess, though. Good, 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 good guess. I almost had it on the tip of my tongue. Eleazar. Ah, ding, 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 we have a winner. Thank you, Jesus. All those, some of them got killed at the altar. Some of them half-heartedly served. And those, those two bullies that he's talking about, uh, Eli's sons, they were really bad. They didn't turn out to be good priests. But this guy, Jesus, he was tempted in all points like we are. And the Spirit of God that was in his blood that gave him life, gave him the power to live over and without the authority of sin ever taking him. It never got to him. Now, he was tempted. He knows what it feels like. But he always said no to it. Somebody say amen. That's why he knows the feeling. Not just the sin, not just the temptation, 
but he knows how strong and alluring it is, and you can go to him with that feeling. Not by the blood of, of goats and, and calves, but by his own blood. And what type of blood did he have? Everybody say the blood of God. See, his father was God. His blood was eternal spirit. Somebody say, well, I'm a type O. I'm a type A. I'm a type AB. They ask me that. You know, they always get around. Someone who knows their blood type, you know, they're real proud of the fact that they know what it is. They'll say, well, I'm a type O. My blood will work in anybody. I said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm Penzoil 10W30 and I'll work in any engine you put it in. Somebody say, praise God. <laughs> Michelle's wondering, what? What did he say? 10W30? What? No, no, I was joking. I'm sorry, Michelle. I threw you off there. For if the blood of bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh only for one year, only for one season. Next year you've got to remember it all. And God don't want you to remember anything about your sinful life. Once a year is too often. If you only think of yourself as a sinner and put yourself down just once a year, that's too many. Stop it. Somebody say amen. Some of you are saying, well, I thought I was doing good just once a year. Well, the, that, that one's got to go too. Let's go ahead and sweep it out until you and your sins are not attached to each other anymore. You live by the love and grace and mercy of God. Can we say amen? I don't think of myself as a sinner, can you tell? I'm a little bit different. I've had people say, don't you feel bad about nothing? No, other than talking to you right now, no. <laughs> Glory to God. Everybody say, be happy for a change. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through what? The eternal spirit. Where was the eternal spirit? In His blood. See, the natural shedding of His blood, if you saw it spiritually, there was something jumping out of His blood as it ran down the cross. And it was the Spirit of God. It's how you got born again. And those that you that seek for it and ask for it and believe it's a promise that God gives, He'll also pour the Holy Ghost out to you. Not only can you be born again, but you can also receive the Holy Ghost. I did. And I like them. I wasn't raised that way. Well, we went to church. They never did that. Me too. I wasn't raised that way. They said they represented God and they didn't have people that even went down to the altar and prayed to be born again. I never saw somebody go to the, to the altar until I went with Diane to church. And when I went with to Diane's church, whoo, it was on. Holy mackerel. Diane dated all these other boys and, you know, the, She'd give them, you know how these girls are. They give them all these tests. Is he the one? Is he the one? And the big test for Diane was to take him to her mom and daddy's church. So she'd take the stiff to church and he wouldn't know what to do. And he'd, he'd freeze and tighten up and look around and say, they don't want me to do anything. <laughs> so not, she'd say, no, not unless you want to. <laughs> he said, no, I don't want to. Let's just get through this. Of course, they were all trying to seek Diane's hand, asking to marry her and all that stuff. Praise God. I, I didn't even think about stuff like that back then. I didn't know how people did. I know God's the first one that said Diane was my wife. And I said, hey, hold on. Whoa, whoa, Nellie. I, I did grab the reins on that. It had been about a week or so since God uh, appeared to me in that motel room. He called Diane my wife. Told me to get a Bible and start reading it because he had saved me. He appeared to me. He said, go get a Bible and start reading it and tell your wife what I've done for you. I was so happy, so saved, and so flying high on the wings of an eagle. Glory to God. That when I got to her, it just didn't sink in. And then I kept praying, and I realized, hey! Whoa, wait, wait a minute. Whoa, slow down. Why'd you call her my wife? Because Diane had been praying that if I was the one that God would save me because she got down on her knees and said she was praying 
and said, Oh God, forgive me, I've fallen in love with the devil. And his name is Matthew. I mean Kevin. Oh Lord, I'm in love with Satan. No, I didn't accuse people. I was just a sinner. A dumb one at that. I was just a dumb, ignorant sinner. (laughs) I didn't know nothing about the Bible or God. I didn't know nothing about righteousness or the Holy Ghost. I I went to some place and they said, we're going to let the preacher go. I thought they had him in a cage out back or something. Let him out, praise God. Praise God. Let him out. Praise God. I thought he was a wildcat from the mountains, a cougar or something. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself without spot to God, Purge your conscience. Your conscience. That means in my conscience, I have no remembrance of me being a sinner. But I do remember your hot tamales, and they were great. Say amen. I do remember her tacos. Your conscience does remember some things. I remember Jesus coming to me. But here's one thing I do. I forget those things that are behind. I forget... All that stuff that's behind. Jesus forgave me of it. And according to Micah 7, He pardoned my iniquity and cast all my sin into the depths of the sea. It's called, the Pentecostals call it, the sea of forgetfulness. I remember the first time I heard that, I typed in on my computer, sea of forgetfulness, and I couldn't find it. I went back to church and I said, there ain't no sea of forgetfulness in the Bible, so don't say it just like that. It's an extrusion of things put together. They modernize the term. But God is our God that pardons our iniquity. And to be pardoned is not just to be tried and released or a mistrial. To be pardoned means your record shows no evidence of you ever committing a sin. Everybody say, I've got a pardon. I've got a full and frank pardon. It's just as if I never sinned. No matter how many of those uh, Colt 45s you used to jug down, God doesn't remember none of that no more. (laughs) Everybody say, I'm forgiven. (laughs) I'm not remembering it against her. I'm just remembering it. Everybody say amen. God is good. God doesn't remember all that junk. (laughs) Amen. Elder, give her a hug. She needs one right now. She's going through turbulence. <laughs> Janice, put up your tray table and put on your seatbelt. There's going to be a little bit of turbulence. The pilot, the pilot's uh, doing donuts in the air, throwing people around. <laughs> I love Janice. Do you love Janice? I love Janice. Who was you talking about, Janice? <laughs> Everybody say, God forgives. I love it. He forgave me. Amen. You need to hear Janice's testimony sometimes. If you need a good hoot and know what God can do, you need to you need to get her testimony. She's a darling. I'm gonna love her the rest of my life and eternity. You'll see me again. And when we get in heaven in the presence of Jesus, you can beat up on me for the way I preached. Somebody say you have the right to do so. How much more? shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit, which was His blood shed at Calvary, the natural blood, uh, blood, blood, the natural blood, Brent, see I was trying to say blood and Brent together, blood, blood, when that natural blood came out, the Spirit of God was pouring out of His blood upon all the earth, upon all flesh. Because He said, I'll pour out of My Spirit upon all flesh. And everybody say, no, he did it because it got on me. It landed on me. Save me. Save me, Brother Jeff. Glory to God. Offered himself without spot to God. Purge your conscience. My conscience is clean from dead works to serve the living God. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament. My go-between between me and the Father is Jesus Christ. That's why Paul said, In Colossians, do all that you do in word and tongue in the name of the Lord Jesus 
giving thanks unto God and the Father by Him. My mediator is Jesus, not Moses. Remember on Sinai they asked for Moses. I don't want Moses. Ugh. No thanks. My mediator is Jesus. Somebody say amen. That's why we can come boldly before the throne of His grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Everybody say boldly. I come in and out of there so much, they, just, they have a lane for me. They call it Kevin's Lane. I, I use it so much, I'm just constantly in there and out of there, in there, and he said, just make him a lane. You know he's going to be coming four or five times a day. Just, you know, like an express lane on the interstate. That's my lane. That's the one I travel on. Because I go to him a bunch. I mean, y'all can go over there in the, in the slow lane, but I'm in the fast lane, the express lane, praise God, of talking to Jesus, to, to my mediator. Somebody say amen. You know, I thought that would be better. Y'all just looking at it. Y'all are hardening up on it. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament. That by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions, those were my transgressions, and that means therefore I am redeemed from my transgressions. That were under the first temple. Where did I go? I'm right here in the Bible, 915. Oh, what, what are y'all doing? Passing candy. But it is Halloween. She gets a treat. I'd give her a trick. Somebody say amen. That were under the first testament. They which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. All those that were waiting to be forgiven, what was it but that Jesus descended into the lower parts of the earth and made sure that there was nobody hanging out down there that had to stay there. He got them free, set them free. Might receive the promise of eternal. Everybody say, that's what I've got. That's what my new birth, my salvation gives me eternal inheritance an inheritance that fadeth not away and if in the life to come your eternity you want a place at the beach you're going to get one somebody say amen all you beach worshipers all you that go to the coast you can have your place at the coast I'm going to be like Caleb and I'm going to say I'd like to live up on that mountain there's a bunch of giants up there. I said, you made me 5'7". Everybody's a giant. For God's sake, who's not a giant in my life? I go to junior high and have to look up to kids. How dare you do that to me? Telling me they're giants like that's supposed to put me off. I've been living with giants my whole existence. Down here at 5'7". Pitiful. I see other people that fight it worse than I do. And they say they're 5'8 and 5'10 and they're three inches shorter than me. I said, you're a liar. They're lying. They're, 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 I know, it'd be tough. That'd be tough. It'd just be God's way of saying there are, there are hobbits on the earth. You know, big hairy legs and big feet, real short. Everybody say amen. For where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of a testator. For the testator is a force after men are dead. Otherwise, it's of no strength at all while the testator liveth. According to Romans 7, Jesus died to free us from that legal marriage to Moses. Spiritually speaking, we were connected to him, so the husband had to die. And the one who really hooked us up under those wedding vows was God. God came in the person of His Son, the Godhead in the fullness of, of a bodily form, and He died so we could be married to another. Everybody say, God sanctioned my new marriage to Jesus. Oh, the church don't know about that. You see the church hesitant? People get so confused about that. They treat it like the unforgivable sin. Well, it's not. God has mercy and grace. Now, He wants you to stay together no matter what. Say amen. Until what matters, stick it out. 
and you'll find that God has mercy and grace for you. The Bible said, if the husband be dead, then the woman is loosed to be married again to whom she will in the Lord. Now we can be married again to Christ that we may bring forth fruit unto God. The first marriage wasn't fruitful. second marriage is real fruitful. Good. I got an equal yoke. Now I, by grace, was very fortunate to have God give me the right woman the first time, even though she don't always feel that way. Oh, praise God. Somebody praise God. Oh, if you could be dying for a day. Listen, this is good. Whereupon neither the first testament was dedicated without blood, for when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and goats and water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book and all the people. So you'd be sitting in the temple of the congregation. This is how it happened back then. He'd take a, a, a fly whisk, hyssop, and he'd dip it in the animal's blood. And while you were sitting there, it would get on the Bible, and then you'd go out there and he'd... Whoosh, and a big mist of blood would fly out over the congregation. And you'd get blood dots all over your clothes and all over your head. And that is the blood of the covenant by which you were enjoined to the Word of God. Because even if you were sitting there nodding off, like some of you are now, even if you were nodding off, you still had proof that the blood of Jesus had touched you and had joined you to that Word, whether you were willing to understand it or not. Did y'all like that preaching right there? Because it's truth. Listen to it. Let's see if that's what I think or what it says. Amen. And sprinkle both the book and all the people, saying, this is the blood of the testament in uh, th those days, the law, God hath enjoined unto you. Moreover, he sprinkled blood, both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood. Without the shedding of blood is no remission. But the blood that we have was the blood of God, and it was the eternal spirit. They're using animals. People say, I don't want to go to church. He's going to get all over me. I hope he does get all over me. I like what Scott said. I came here for Jesus to get all over me. I need him all over me. Somebody say amen. What's that old song, I feel him all over me? I feel him in my hand. I feel him in my feet. What's the rest of it? I feel it in my heart. I feel him all over me. Y'all remember that? Come on, you ain't a holy ruler if you ain't saying that a thousand times. I feel him in Kentucky. I feel him in Tennessee. I feel him in my elbows. Somebody say praise God. You never heard those songs. I used to make up lyrics when I was sitting out there. They'd sing the same thing over and over and over. And I'd be like, God, I feel like my brain's going dead. I, and I, so I'd start making up my own verses while they sing. Yeah. And Jesus is his name. <laughs> we would change little things. We'd change lyrics. I've been doing it my whole Christian life, changing lyrics. I was up in Virginia, and they were singing a song. And they were singing a certain way. No, it was in Hildebrand. Jesus was the only one. I said, no, he ain't the only one no more. That ain't right no more. Now there's a bunch of us like him. Everybody say there's a bunch of us. I said, I know one of Gastonia. His name's Ralph Danny Huffsteller. I said, he's like him. <laughs> All right, we're getting there. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of the things in heaven, they were only patterns here on the earth, of things in heaven, should be purified with the blood of animals and bulls and goats. Not the real deal. But the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ is not entered into the holy place made with hands under the tutelage of Moses and the tabernacle, which are the figures of the true. But He went to heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us, nor yet that He should offer Himself often as the high priest entereth into the holy place every year with the blood of others. For, the, for then 
must he have often suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. It's appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. And here's where we come in. Everybody say, this is where I come in. Unto them that look for Him. How many's looking for Him? I came this morning looking for Him. And I got Kevin. Oh my God, where's he at? No, I represent Him. I represent Him. I do. I'm one of His. I'm one of His fingers. You, you can be touched by His hand because I'm one of His fingers. I'm the index finger. Somebody say, praise God. Isn't that right, Lori? You came to see Jesus and said, Hey, Lord, what are you doing? I came to see you and I saw Kevin. He said, well, he's somewhat like me. <laughs> somewhat. <laughs> oh. Look for him, shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. So he does appear through me and he appears through you. He does. The appearing of Jesus. Praise God. He's got blue eyes, at least in this temple. He used to have black hair and it's all turned white. <laughs> so I hope you love him today. The blood that was in Jesus was the blood of God. The blood that was in Jesus was the eternal Holy Spirit. And when that natural blood spilled out, because the life is in the blood, the Spirit of God was what was really coming out of that natural DNA that he carried, the master DNA of every individual. So how many can say, praise God? Well, that's all I have to say. I, I, I could add more. You want, me to, you want me to add some more to it? Or is that good? How many's good? You good? How many's good? Holly's good. Praise God. Well, I love you today. I, now listen. There